You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode 231. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. If you are tired of your only tool for transformation being restriction and deprivation and cutting out food groups, and you want to be someone who can look in the mirror and actually see a visible transformation, and you're like me and you aren't willing to cut out sugar to get there, then macro counting is the tool that is missing from your tool belt. But just like any tool, any hammer, a saw, the tool is really only as effective as the person who is wielding the tool actually makes it. And what I see time and time again are women who start using the tool of macro counting without really understanding how to do it. They don't understand how to set or adjust their macros. And this leads them to getting lackluster results, getting frustrated with the process, and scrolling through Instagram just feeling defeated because they're like, well, macro counting worked for that woman. Why the heck didn't it work for me? And then getting to this place where they just quit and you say something silly like, well, I tried macro counting and it didn't work. That's like letting go of a helium balloon and watching it float away and saying, well, I guess gravity just didn't work. No, friend, science is science. Gravity is working just like it should on that balloon. You just don't quite understand the nuances of gravity, right? And it's the same thing with macro counting. The question is not, does macro counting work? Because macro counting is just basic science. The question is, how can I wield that scientific principle? How can I wield that tool of macro counting to get better results? How can I use that tool for my specific situation? And that's what I teach my clients inside of Confidence in Your Numbers. I created Confidence in Your Numbers because I saw a big glaring hole in the market. And that is too many women are relying on expensive coaches to set and adjust their macros for them. Now, I get it. Most coaches want you to pay them and in exchange, they'll set their ma- your macros for you. And then if you want to pay them more money, they'll quote unquote coach you and they'll adjust your macros for you week to week. But of course, they're not going to actually teach you how to do it yourself. Because why? Well, it's simple. It benefits them to make adjusting your macros and setting them feel as complicated and as nebulous as possible. But it's really not that complicated. And well, that's not my business model. I don't want to set your macros for you. And I really don't want you to keep paying me to have me adjust them for you. I would rather teach you how to do it yourself so that you don't have to keep paying someone month to month to do something that really is simple enough for you to do on your own. It's kind of like that comment saying, if you give a woman a fish, she eats for a day. And if you give a woman, teach a woman how to fish, she eats for a lifetime. So the question really is, do you want to be the woman who gets given a fish and then you're left metaphorically to starve when you stop paying for the fish? Or do you want to be the woman who learns how to fish so you can keep snagging those fish for free without having to rely on someone else to feed you? 
If you're like me and you're the type of woman who wants to learn how to fish, then Confidence in Your Numbers is for you. Confidence in Your Numbers is a live masterclass where I teach you how to set your macros for your unique body. And I teach you how to adjust them over time. Because here's the second common mistake that I see a lot of women making when they start counting macros. They set their macros and they're like, oh, success is just as easy as following these numbers to the finish line which is kind of like saying you can travel the world in a single vehicle, right? Okay, stay with me on this metaphor. So sure, a car is great for driving across the US, but then when you hit the Atlantic Ocean, you can't drive that car any further. You have to get into a new vehicle, like a boat or a plane to keep going. And the same thing applies to your macros. If you just set your macros once and keep following them, you're going to plateau, you're going to hit the Atlantic Ocean, and you're going to get frustrated because what you're doing isn't working anymore. And then you're going to quit. And then you're really not going to see results. So just like you have to swap out your vehicle based on the terrain, if you want to avoid plateauing in your journey, you're going to need to adjust your macros throughout the process. And which for some people could feel like it's really complex. And that's what most coaches want you to believe so that you'll pay them to do it. But I'm not like type of coach, which is why inside of Confidence Your Numbers, I've simplified adjusting macros into something that anyone can learn, and it allows you to skip the overpriced coach, accelerate your results, and keep your hard-earned money in your pocket. So if you want to learn to set and adjust your own macros, come join me for my live paid masterclass on July 28th. You can go to my website right now and you can purchase a prior recording of Confidence in Your Numbers. It's always on sale for $199. But because I will be delivering this class live, which is always more fun anyway, if you join before July 28th, you'll get all the secrets about setting and adjusting your macros for just $99. And because Confidence in Your Numbers is the perfect step to take before signing up for Macros 101, we also allow you to apply what you pay towards Confidence in Your Numbers into Macros 101, which means if you're listening to this and you plan to join us for the next round of Macros 101 at the end of August, joining Confidence in Your Numbers is essentially free because the investment you make in Confidence in Your Numbers will be applied towards your Macros 101 enrollment, which is super cool. So if you're ready to finally snap that after picture that you've always wanted, come and join my live masterclass, Confidence in Your Numbers, and you're going to walk away with all those secrets that most coaches won't share about how to set and adjust your own macros. To sign up, go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash confidence to get registered for class. And I'll see you on July 28th. That's bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash confidence. Hey, 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 welcome back to another Friday episode of the I Did It series on Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki. And every Friday, I bring you a different story of a woman who is in the middle of her journey, has had some accomplishments, learned some things along the way, and is willing to share that story here with you. And today's episode is no different. I have Melissa Gregory on the podcast, and she shares a lot about her journey she thought she was coming into Macros 101 for one thing and ended up leaving with something a little bit different. And so I'm going to let her share that part of the story. The thing that really struck me about my conversation with Melissa is how her self-talk has shifted so much. And I asked her in the episode if she is able to look in the mirror and say that she loves herself and, and actually believe it. And she said, yes. So if you are somebody who you feel like that is a struggle with you, you're not, you're not at that place yet. You're not at that place where you can like look in the mirror and actually feel love towards the, the person or the body standing in front of you. 
please take the time to listen to this episode because Melissa was right where you used to be or where you are now. She used to be where you are now, struggling to like accept herself and love herself. And she shares a lot of words of wisdom in how she got to where she is today. And so if you feel like that's a struggle, definitely make sure to prioritize listening to this whole episode because we're going to cover that in her interview. So let's jump in. I am thrilled to welcome Melissa to the podcast. Melissa, thanks for so much for coming on today. I am so excited to be here. Me too. I'm excited for you to share your story. I think that a lot of women are going to be able to relate to um, where you are in life and some of the things that you have learned and experienced through your journey. So let's start off with just an overview. Can you kind of tell everybody who's listening a little bit about you, some of maybe your struggles um, and you know what was feeling hard that made you want to join Macros 101? So I am a uh, postmenopausal mom of three. Um, my kids are 15, 18, and 20. Um, I work from home and uh, I have an amazing husband, but I have always been a diet yo-yoer. Um, and I mean, I've tried it all. I've been a CrossFit instructor. I've done Weight Watchers. I mean, I've probably done everything except for buy like the meals where you like purchase them, but I've pretty much done it all. And, um, I think for me, my biggest struggle, well, I'll say this, (laughs) I guess I'm jumping ahead, but going into macros 101, I really thought that I was just going in it to like figure out macros better. And I told myself I didn't need like the mental aspect of it. I was like, oh, I'm fine. I, I, you know, I, this is for the other ladies, not yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, as we started it, I started to realize that I have probably maybe forever always viewed myself as two people. Now I discovered this going through the mental journey that I didn't think I needed. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I started looking at myself as like, oh gosh, you know, I'm a great mom. Um, cause I have a kid that has epilepsy. So I'm like constantly like dealing with that. And like, you know, I do so much for my family and I'm this great coworker and this great friend and sister and daughter. And then that was one person. And then I viewed myself as another person from the outside, like so hard on myself. Like, why aren't you losing weight? Why, you know, why aren't you in this size? And it dawned on me during like doing some of the things in your five-day challenge and just going through macros 101 and listening to the modules that, oh no, like (laughs) she's talking to me. I needed the mental part of this. So it's been like an amazing journey to figure out that I am one person and not two. That's, that's really interesting. And, you know, and one of the uh, identities that you mentioned first off the bat was that of being a postmenopausal lady. Uh, Mm. So I'm curious, like, how has that impacted your journey? You know, what are some of the unique considerations that, um, you know, you have to take into account when you are postmenopausal? So um, menopause for me brought a ton of joint pain, um, a lot of insomnia, a lot of my emotions being all over the place. Um, I wish that people talked about it more because it's kind of like, welcome to menopause. Um, and I feel like, so many people, and even myself for a while, was like, oh, but this is just the way it's going to be. And I'm just going to have to live with it like this. But 
starting to track my macros and starting to see the foods that I was putting into my mouth really changed everything for me. I um, have no joint pain anymore. Um, I'm sleeping like a rock. Um, I feel because I, because I am getting that sleep, I feel like I have a clear mind. Like I'm not so exhausted all the time. I have figured out which foods, if I have too much of one macro, how it makes me tired or it's just, it's just so crazy to me. And so, you know, I would say to women who are going through menopause, you know, there is hope, you know, you can't just be like, Oh, well, I'm just going to gain weight. You know, you have to figure out your body. Like it is a science. Yeah. And I think the thing um, that comes along with menopause is for some women is that like resignation that like, well, I guess this is, this is like the new normal, like this is how it's going right. to be. And then it's compounded by the fact that we don't really talk about it. So how do we really know what's normal if people aren't talking about it? And we don't have an expectation of like knowing, Oh, okay. So this is normal. And, and this is not, you know, joint pain doesn't necessarily mean it's normal or something that you just have to live with. And, um, you know, it's one of the reasons I think the more that we can talk about menopause and women can share their own personal experiences, the more we can feel empowered to say, Hey, I I don't have to just accept this. (laughs) I don't have to just accept this aspect of it, but those, there are things that I can do and that I can change. Um, and that can really make a difference and, and make you feel better through, through the whole experience. Um, and so I think that's, it's awesome that you're giving um, women an insight into not resigning yourself to the fact that it has to be a certain way, but be more proactive about that. Um, how, you know, you said you had done a lot of different diets and a lot of, um, you know, bouncing from diet to diet. How did you specifically discover macro counting and what made you think that it was going to be any different than any of the other things that you had tried? So the thing that I had done before this was I did faster way to fat loss. And that's where I was introduced to what macros were, Um, the issue for me there was, and I had great success with it, but I felt like I wasn't in control of figuring out my macros or, um, adjusting them for me. It kind of just felt like a blanket for everybody. Yeah. Like a, like a black box that you're like, I don't know how this works. Right. (laughs) Right. And when I needed help, I would go to like my coach or even, I even went further to like the corporate level, uh, I never felt like it was here. Let me like walk you through this and let you figure it out so that you won't need me anymore. It was, I'm going to give you a little bit so that you have to come back to me. Um, And so I just feel like I have found freedom in figuring out the macros for my body because everyone's different. Yeah. hundred, hundred percent. Um, and I, and I see that a lot about, you know, when women are joining macros one-on-one, it's like, I don't, I don't want to coach you forever. <laughs> that's right. That's, uh, that, my mom used to always say that she's like, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to be your parent forever. I don't want to have to like manage you forever. Like my goal is to raise healthy adults who can like make decisions on their own. It's the same thing here is, um, I, I don't want you to have to come to me forever to adjust your macros. I want to help you to learn how to do that yourself. Cause that's, what's going to be long-term success for you. Right. Yeah. So I found the macros there. And when I was, they had a little challenge going on and they put me in an accountability group and someone on there was follow following biceps after babies. And they were like, you should listen to it. And so I started listening to it like religiously on my walks. And that's how I discovered macros 101 and the rest is history. That's awesome. So what made you specifically want to join macros 101? Was it, was it that gaining that knowledge for yourself? Was that what was really drawing you into that experience? Yes, it was 
I felt like I, I felt like I just needed more knowledge. I felt like I needed to be in control. I needed to be the scientist. Um, and you know, I can also apply this to like my kids and my family, you know, my daughter's an athlete. And so I've been able to educate her had I had not done macros one-on-one, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. We've had people say the same thing, um, especially in terms of their partners, uh, getting diagnosed with diabetes or their kids getting diagnosed with diabetes or having their kids or their, um, you know, partners have, have health issues and that needed some dietary help and just feeling like you understand the process of nutrition and you understand the process of manipulating things and reading the feedback from your body. Those, those, uh, abilities and skills are something that are so have so many applications outside of just you know do you want to get skinnier do you want to lose weight um, but just that understanding it, it opens up a whole you know swath of, of possibilities uh, for you um, one of the things that you said I think is I want to highlight it uh, a little bit because I think it's very common you had said earlier that you came into macros 101 and you're like oh I don't really need the mental work that's like for everybody else which is very mm-hmm. very typical. But you did say that you, the reason you joined Macros 101 is because you wanted more knowledge. And I think that is a very common experience of, of thinking that the thing that is missing is knowledge. And if I just learn some more things, then that's going to make the biggest change. And mm-hmm. what a lot of women realize is like, yes, I'm going to teach, I'm going to give you a lot of knowledge. I, you know, I'm going to teach you a lot inside of macros 101, but not like the lack of knowledge is not usually the linchpin for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, because just because you know something doesn't mean you actually do it. And so you get into Macros 101 and you realize, okay, now I have all this knowledge, but I still sometimes have problems applying it. And that is where I can gently coax you and say, hey, there, maybe there is a little bit of, of that mental work uh, to be done as well. Or a lot. <laughs> uh, to, yeah, or a lot to <laughs> yeah, be able to make yeah. it stick. So will you talk a little bit about some of that mental work that you did and some of those mindset shifts that you experienced during the program? Yeah, I um, just doing some of the modules and then the challenge that you had before we went into it was really eye opening as far as I was so critical of myself. And then I started like listening to like to myself, like talk to my daughter about like um, her body image. I think society and social media has put so much pressure on us to look a certain way yeah. and, and be a certain size and wear a certain outfit. And so I would talk to her and say, well, think about like, what your body has done for you. Like she's been through lots of surgery. So I was like, it got you through the surgeries. You're an amazing athlete. Think about how hard you can kick. Think about how you can hit the ball with your hockey stick, just day to day stuff that you're capable of doing. And then all of a sudden it was like this light bulb, like, why the heck are you telling yourself this? Like, why are you like <laughs> always so critical yeah. of yourself? Yeah. So just going through the modules and just, recognizing it, me thinking that it was for the other ladies that you were mm-hmm. coaching and really mm-hmm. it was applying so much to me. And so now I just, you know, I'm proud of myself for, you know, producing the three babies I have and being able mm-hmm. to like do physical activities with them. I mean, I've done marathons and half marathons and I did CrossFit. I've done so much mm-hmm. that I need to give myself credit for instead of always being like, I should be a smaller size. I should lose weight, you know? It's just, it's freeing. It's just, it, it just, it makes it a happy place instead of a place that's like, I am scared to go to. Yeah. Yeah. That's so big. Um, you know, you talked about how earlier on when you were talking about some of the identities, um, that you, you know, you had acknowledged and recognized that you were, you know, a great wife, a great mom, a great Mm -hmm. friend. Um, but 
you know, on some level you didn't give your appearance or your body that same appreciation uh, and acknowledgement. Why do you think that there was a disconnect there? Maybe mm, that's a great question. Probably because I was so focused on what I was giving others mm. and how I was being presented to others and how they were viewing yeah. me instead of just myself. Mm. Yeah. And, and how did that start to shift for you? Cause I think that's very common. I, I um, uh, the beauty redefined, they talk about self-objectification of like, instead of experiencing your body or being in your body, your experiences of what other people's are experiences of your body are that self-objectification. And so it's a very common, um, way that a lot of women feel is like their whole experience of themselves is through the eyes of other people. And that can be tough to start to shift. So do you have any insight for someone who, um, you know, struggles with their appearance or struggles with perceiving themselves through the eyes of others? Yeah, I, um, I was thinking about this the other day, like when I see a friend walk up and they have a great outfit on, I don't say, Hmm, she probably went up a size or she might be up 0.7 pounds, you know, like, I wonder what her weight was this morning. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, you, she looks beautiful and you tell them that. And I think that, you know, you love, like someone had said to me, like at a, at a conference, write down the top three things that you love person or thing. And I wrote it down and I didn't put myself mm-hmm. on that list. And that was eye opening for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we're viewing the people that we love, you know, with this greatness, why aren't we looking at ourselves that way? Mm-hmm. You know, I should be proud of myself. Okay. Yeah. I didn't lose some weight, but I should be proud of myself that I'm lifting heavier mm-hmm. that I'm, you know, I'm able to, you know, take my kids to the park and, and, you know, go on a 10 mile ride. Like I, I need to be proud of those things instead of the outwards appearance. I need to practice what I preach. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And how many, I, I think you're so, it's so wise what you say, because how many of us can re- are able to see that when like our daughter says something like that, right? right? We're able to see it very clearly when our friends says something like that. And we're like, we can, we can quick to be counteract those, those thoughts that, you know, maybe our friend is saying or our daughter is saying, right. And what I'm hearing you say is like, you needed to start doing that for yourself as well. Right. Right. Like, how can I preach it to my kids and not believe it for myself? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Um, And the other thing that I heard that you shared uh, was that instead of focusing on the lack or what you did not have, you focused instead on what you did have and right. what you were doing. And I think even there's that small shift. Hey, I'm not set, saying to not set goals. I'm not saying to like right. stretch yourself or want to grow or like, I think all those are wonderful. But when you spend majority of your time focusing on what you don't have or what you are lacking rather than what you are doing and what you do have, it creates this never ending cycle of dissatisfaction. You know, if you're always focusing on mm-hmm. what you don't have, then you're always dissatisfied. And what I heard you start to do and start to shift is focusing on what you were doing. You were lifting, mm-hmm. you were going to the gym, you were showing up, you were doing the work. Like, and when you focus on those things uh, and pat yourself on the back, then just like a child, that positive reinforcement helps you to keep going and helps you to do more right. and helps you to grow. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, what do you currently, what is your current experience with looking in the mirror? If you're willing to share. Um, 
now I would say when I look at myself, it's almost like I talk to myself in the mm. mirror, but in my head, because mm-hmm. you know, I don't want anyone to think I'm crazy, but um, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm looking at myself and it's like, I'm proud of you. Mm. You know, you're doing this, you're sticking with it. You know, you're, mm. you know, you're beautiful. Like it's, it was hard for me before to, yeah. to tell myself that. And now it's, you know, it's freeing, you know, you can do this, you can get through the day, you can do whatever you set your mind to. It's up to me. Mm. You know, my joy is a choice. And when you say those things to yourself, do you believe them? Oh yeah. Was there a time that you didn't believe them that you like said it and it felt awkward and it felt like, yeah, uh, I was like, this, I don't really quite feel that. Um, this yeah. Is good. yeah. Okay. Why are we doing this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the reason I asked that question is because that is usually the experience of somebody who starts to use affirmations or starts to mm-hmm. want to shift those thoughts and beliefs is like, I say something like, Hey, let's practice some affirmations in the mirror. And they look in the mirror and they're like, you're beautiful. And they're like, I don't believe that. Like that doesn't right. feel true to me at all. And so, um, I, I, I'm grateful you that you shared that experience because I think sometimes when you're in that moment, it feels like, well, this is never going to feel true. Like it doesn't feel true right now. So like, it doesn't matter how many times I say this in the mirror, it's like never going to feel true. And just being able to show you as an example of like, no, it, it didn't feel true for you at one point and it does now. And so there was a process in between there of, of having that, you really start to believe that. Mm-hmm. Was that something you were aware was happening and were intentional about, or is it something that unfolded or what does that look like for you? I think I caught myself a lot of times with people like saying to me, Oh, you look, you look so great. You look like you lost weight. You look, you know, that's a nice outfit. And I would always come back with something negative, like, Oh, you're blind. Or have you had your glasses? You know, or do you need glasses or this whole thing? You know, it was never, I never said, Oh, thanks. That's so nice. You know, or I've been working hard. Or I think I heard myself say that over and over again, that it just take, made me take a step back and reflect on well, why are you saying that? Like mm-hmm. you, you need to believe in yourself. And I just, I don't know, like believing in yourself and finding the joy in yourself makes life better. It just, it's just, it's your mindset can change everything. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. Um, one of the things that you shared with me uh, that has been a big help for you in your journey is when you joined Macros 101, you also joined an accountability group. Will you talk Mm -hmm. to me a little bit about that experience and how that has shaped your journey? Yeah, they're awesome. Um, I always feel like if you're going to go into something, go for it all in. And I knew I needed to do that. So, um, I signed up to be in a group and there are six of us and we Marco Polo each other, Mm. which is awesome. Um, A lot of ladies didn't know what that was, but it's just, I feel like it's a great tool to communicate um, and see their face. And like, we are real and raw. Like we get on after we've gotten out of the shower and our hair, hair is still in a towel. And it's, you know, we're talking about, you know, just, anything and everything. Like, it's like we've become friends now. It's mm-hmm. like, they're part of my life. Mm-hmm. But you know, of course there's times when you're in this journey and you're discouraged. So it's so great to get on there and just talk to them about what's going on. And they come back as a coach. It's like, I didn't need the coaching call because they would be like, now, why do you think that is? You know? and, <laughs> <laughs> so now we call each other. I'm like, coach Melanie, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's been really cool. And, um, just like, they were the ones that reminded me that there was this, you know, a great spreadsheet out there to track all your stuff. I think it's so eye-opening 
to like, you can log it into my fitness pal or whatever you're using. But when you look at it on paper or in an Excel spreadsheet or whatever it is you're looking at, it's very eye opening. Um, and so they like, you know, told me about that and I didn't know about that. And mm-hmm. we might talk about what are great, you know, protein sources and it's just, it's so cool. It's just so cool. And you know, someone's usually struggling on there and then we all come on there and then, you know, next week somebody else might be struggling, but we all just, it's just been really helpful. I would highly encourage if someone is um, on the fence thinking about that to just do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think just having that community of people who are like in it with you, mm-hmm. get it. You know, it, it's sometimes hard to, to describe to your partner or to your friends. Like they're not in it with you. They don't really hundred percent get it, but those people like they're in it and mm-hmm. they know what you're feeling and they know what you're experiencing. And, and just like any relationship, I feel like, you know, even with my spouse, it's like, we go through times when like, I'm the strong one, I need to be strong for him. And then he needs to be strong for me. And we kind of right. like have that, that balance back and forth. And you know, what I'm hearing is in, in that group, you guys can kind of be that it's like, you're, some of you are going to be having a great week and some of you are going to having a not great week. And those ones who are having a great week can kind of pull those people up who aren't. And then a couple of weeks later, it may switch and they may be having a fabulous right. week and you're not, and then they can pick you up. And I think having a community of people who get you and understand you and um, form those relationships is incredibly, incredibly powerful. Absolutely. I'm glad that you have it. They're um, amazing. I, awesome. It's, it makes me so happy when um, we have had a couple of accountability groups like who have been together for like two plus years. Um, they like met, they went on like a trip together. They like mm-hmm. met up and like that kind of stuff just like makes my day to be able to know that we've created some relationships that have lasted uh, so long from, you know, something like eight weeks in macros one. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious, Melissa, what, what kind of goals are you working on right now? And, and how are you approaching goals differently now that you've been through macros one? So when I went into macros one, I was in a cut I think my biggest regret was that I should have gone to a reverse. The whole group was in a reverse. Now yeah. that I'm in a reverse, they're all like, yay, welcome. <laughs> um, We've been waiting for you. <laughs> yes, yes. So my goal right now is to stay in this reverse for a while, and then I will go into a cut probably in the fall. Um, you know, before Macros 101, like going into it, I've been like, I'm going to get down to you know, two sizes. It's not that anymore. It's really not. It's you know, finding the foods that, you know, make me feel good, make me operate at my best. Um, I don't know. I just, it's, it's just so, I feel like a scientist. I really do. I know that sounds corny. My husband would be really happy because he's a biology guy. So you have to hear me say that. (laughs) But um, yeah, my goal is just to stay in the reverse and, um, you know, stay positive with it. I know that they're, you know, it can be tricky at times, um, but it's fun. It's also really fun to be in a reverse now. Yeah. Um, just kind of playing around with it and figuring out what's best for me. And then I'll go into a cut and I'm sure I'll still be with my little, my group, my little posse and, you know, we'll get each other through it. That's awesome. That's so good. All right. Last question um, for somebody who's out there listening, who maybe is going through menopause right now or mm-hmm. postmenopausal. Um, any words of um, wisdom or uplifting words that you have for that woman? Oh, girlfriend, (laughs) it's tough. Menopause is tough and it's real. Um, and I would just say, stick with it. I mean, keep moving your body and find the foods and movements that work for you. Like, don't make excuses. Like, you know, sometimes my knees hurt and I can't go on my knees. Well then, you know, get another, get a different exercise. Don't give up don't give up. Don't take it as, Oh, it's menopause. And I'm just going to just gain the weight and be miserable and not, you know, have lack of movement. Like 
believe in yourself and, you know, find the foods and the exercise routine that works for you. Yeah. I think just even giving people that permission to not feel like they have to do it the way that everybody else is doing it. And, and, you know, it's one of the things I I talk a lot about at Macros 101 is like becoming the macro scientist, figuring out what works for you, going through that experimentation process and realizing that you're unique. Like you are unique person. Why would we think that it has to be like the same for every single person out there or like what's going to work for one person is going to work for the other. It's not like that. And when you start to feel that freedom to experiment and to try and to test and to understand how to read the feedback from your body and be able to like, look at it from a scientific perspective and maintain that, you know, get rid of the emotion and maintain that, that scientific perspective. It, it, it just opens up like such a world of possibilities Mm -hmm. for you um, moving forward. So I'm so glad that you showed that. Just love yourself, you know? Yeah. Give yourself some grace and love yourself. Yeah. And for some of the people who hear that and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. But how do you do that? Um, Go back to the part in the episode where we talked about how Melissa felt the same way of like looking at the mirror saying, I I can say these things to myself and I don't really believe them. And that process through which she went through to get to the place where she does, she looks in the mirror now and she really does believe it. It is possible for you to like yourself, love yourself yourself accept your body. It is possible for you to get there. And I know for a lot of women listening, you may feel like that is impossible. I will tell you now, it is not impossible. And it's one of the reasons I love bringing people on like Melissa to share, because I can sit here all day and be like, it's possible. You can do it. Like, (laughs) you know, I can help you through it, but there's still that like voice in the back of a lot of people's heads who are like, well, yeah, of course you would say that Amber, like, how do you know? Like, and so when Melissa can come on here and share her personal experience and of walking, walking the walk, going through the, mm-hmm. the journey, my hope is that by you listening, you now believe it a little bit more that, oh, well, Melissa got there. Maybe I can too. And that's powerful. Absolutely. So now you're helping other women in your accountability group and who are listening to the podcast. And that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Well, Melissa, you're fabulous. Thank you so much for taking time to say your story and thank you uplift the people who are listening you changed my life amber that's awesome that's so wonderful well now you're changing other people's lives and that's what like this compound effect is it's like um you know you create a change in somebody else and then they create a change in somebody else and it just it expands and the world becomes a little bit better one person at a time that's how it works so thanks for coming on the podcast thank you what a great episode with Melissa. I'm so grateful for her coming on and sharing her story and her wisdom and being able to share the things that have made a difference for her in her journey. I love what she said about menopause and really not resigning yourself to the fact that it, you know, just, it just has to be miserable. I, I don't think that, that that's what menopause has to be. Um, and just reminding yourself that you are in more control than maybe sometimes you think. And, you know, Melissa talked a lot about how shifting her inner talk, shifting her mindset around things has changed everything. And even, you know, it even changed some things with her body and you, the experience, the, some of the symptoms that she was having with menopause. And I think when we focus on the inner work and we focus on fueling our body and we focus on, you know, movement, that those things start to feel a whole lot better. And so I'm grateful for her for sharing that experience and that story. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember, my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. 
If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And, you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.